This segment on Kashrus is brought to you by Rabbi Yehuda Shein, the administrator of Kashrus Anytime, which is a division of the Kosher Consumers Union, a 501c3 organization. Rabbi Yosef Broya, the Natal, the Rav of the Broya Kehilla in Washington Heights, uh, when he started the Kashrus organization some uh, 50, 60 years ago, he got up on the Bima to announce that he's forming a Kahila-based Kashrus organization that will be based at Kashrus with no Chumrus and no Hidurim. People were shocked by that statement. Then he continues, and he says, The reason being that if one sets it up, Kashrus, with Chumrus and Hidurim, eventually you may be left with a Chumr or a Hidur, not necessarily, but definitely not left with any basic Kashrus. We have to be very cognizant about this fact because there are a number of them that basically they're coming out with all different kind of kashras, so-called, they call it kashras, but it's actually, they found a chumr or a hither, and there's no base of kashras or anything you're really looking to it. You don't have not the chumr and not the hither, and kashras you definitely don't have. Okay, let me start addressing some items about the fish at this time. Danisaki's worm, which was originally called the herring worm, is commonly found in fish intestines and in the flesh of the fish as well. The question is, what is the halachic status of consuming the fish with the worm in the flesh? The worms found in the gut or the liver are always not permitted according to all shitas and halacha. It's common to find worms in cod liver, but not in cod liver oil. Moshe Vaya, who is the world's recognized Kashrus expert on infestation of food items, brought the fishworm issue to Ramosha Feinstein many, many years ago. Ramosha Paskin, that Allah is, any worms found in the flesh of the fish is permitted. Any found in the gut or in the liver is not permitted. Ramosha asked if he could write a tshuva on it. So Ramosha did not want to issue the Psaka writing. Because he says that would indicate that there was even a Shiloh. But he holds there's no Shiloh at all. So that's why he doesn't want to write as a Psak. As if there was a Shiloh. Rav Moshe Sternbuch, derived of the of the Eda, writes in his Tshuva in Chelek Vav Simen Kuf Ayin that the Eda's policy is that the Worms in the flesh of the fish, at most, is a suffolk of the metzias and a suffolk of its osur at all. Therefore, they try not to use the ones that are infested, but it's only l'chumr, l'hidr purposes, not that me'etzim halacha, they hold anything wrong. Therefore, he writes, if someone is in chutzlaretz, where the general consensus of the rabbanim are that it's permitted, so a ben eretzral that goes along with the aidist policy of not using those fish uh, that that has worms in it may continue in chutzlaret to eat the fish. Note, and he writes this in the chiv over here. The Ada did not ban herring at this time, as they can't find a non-infested herring and no substitute fish for herring. I discussed it with the Ada's fish mumcha, and I asked the Ada's fish mumcha why isn't there iser on herring if herring is an infested fish. So he said, the Vila, we couldn't find any herring that does not have any infestation. 
and we don't hold that it's Osir, but uh, so once we'll find herring that doesn't have any infestation, we'll, we'll then we'll come out with Isser because we could su uh, provide a substitute of a herring that doesn't have any Tehran. Uh, so I told him that the uh, Arizona herring doesn't have any infestation. He says he's ready to go now to a flight. I should give him the contact information. He's going to lock up the whole, whatever, there's a, the Arizona herring, and he'll get it based on the day of the and Mill, they'll be able to come out with Israel. on it. So I told him, you know why there's no uh, in, uh, worms in Arizona herring? Because there is no herring in Arizona, and that's the only thing you'll find around the world. So, you know, you either you ask it or you don't ask it. It happens to be that certain Mashgichim uh, from the Ada have found already uh, worms, small worms, in Ada's certified as Nucky. They found worms in the fish. And the, the policy was when they were asked about it, and they, they, they were told, you know, it's not awesome. We try to take out the worms. We try not to have, but to say that it's completely clean, no. It's not completely clean, and we just try to have this thing done, but we don't hold that it's awesome. Try to discuss the issue with the Valyashim and the Shmuel Vosner, but the Shomerim, uh, by both of them, obviously did not allow them in because they had an interest that it should be Osir because they were going along with so-called the fishmongers. It was formed a vocal group of fishmongers in Etzishrol and in the United States that are convinced that it definitely Osir. Nobody knows where they got it from. The Ada doesn't know where it got from or anybody else. The Moshe said that it's Mutter. They started a terrorizing campaign against anyone does not, that does not take their pledge of allegiance not to use the fish that has any worms in it. In actual practice, they don't care if you use it or not, but you must take the pledge of allegiance as a part of their, their group. These fishmong groups in the United States are compromised of some so-called wannabes, Mavakshe Kashris, or rather I'll call them Machshile Kashrus, located in Manchin, New York, and there's another uh, headed by somebody, Rabarin. And then there's this uh, group in Lakewood, which I believe they are this Ezra Kashrus and some other ones like that. They're also part of that. Then you have um, this uh, Reb Gershner family in, um, who heads the RCC in California. They're all part of this uh, fishmongers that are making a whole tararam about it when it's very, very questionable if there's any Hidurim, and especially the, the, the Moshe Sternbach writes in the Sefer that the Rabbanim in America basically hold that the thing is more than another. So you have some some Yechidim that basically you want to be Mahad, covered. So the fishmonger groups made an educated, very misleading conclusion. Anyone that pledges allegiance to the fishworms issue, is Ashgachis, will always, on any food items, is highly recommended. Anyone that doesn't pledge their allegiance to the fishworm issues, his ashgachas are not recommended. What a michshel these people are doing to clog Israel. Because a lot of these that are, that are pledged their allegiance to the thing, their standard of kashras is so low, unbelievable, it's the bottom of the barrel. And many of the other ones are very, very well highly respected. But again, the fishmongers, this is what they want to have, is you have to pledge allegiance that you don't use it. Let's analyze and separate some of the facts from fictional theories. For years, the fishmongers wrote that fish sticks, Connie, California roll, which is all made from Pollock minced fish, is recommended as they tiny that that minced 
fish is because in Jewish minced and gedinst means very finely ground, uh, and they they recommended it as it's very finely ground, so it doesn't have any worm issues. But they don't realize that in the fish industry, you have to know the nomenclature that they use in the fish industry. Minced fish means it's not ground at all, only mechanically removed from the fish bones. Hence, it would be highly infested. It took them three years for partial retraction. The fishmongers know that herring is heavily infested. Akudamisaki's originally was called a herring worm, as we said before. This is the first year that these fishmongers don't address anything about herring in the in the um, paper that they put out once a year about the fish, you know, before the nine days. They don't even mention that it's infested. I actually removed my hashgacha from Schwartz appetizing in Borough Park and Flatbush due to the worm issue many years ago. But the Sachtus remained on it. They had no problem about that. I spoke to the one... One second. The fishmongers thank and highly praise certain hashgachas as being highly reliable in all areas of kashras. Why? Because they took the fish pledge. Tartik of Minchas took the pledge. But Lamai said they allow infested fish. You ask them why you allow infested fish. Oh, this has a sachtas on it, and this one has the, the velova on it, and this one has this hashgach, and this one has this thing, and this one is a suffix, and this one is that. But Lamai said they're using it with all different kind of fruits. The Star K hashgach took the fish pledge, but they allow, uh, I, which I've spoken to the, some of the hashgachim and the other play, the caterers and everything else they have, they allow infested fish. They allow infested fruits and vegetables, etc., etc. Even though the, the international kosher certifiers do not accept the Star K ingredients, carte blanche anymore, but the fishmongers, oh, Star K, because they took the pledge of allegiance to the fishmongers. The RCC California also took the, the fish pledge. The RCC is known that they allow infested fruits and vegetables on a constant basis. The Vada Flatbush is highly recommended by the fishmongers because they took the fish pledge. It's well known that their standard in kashras is one big joke, just like the Star K. They call it basically kosher. It's kosher style at best. The KCL Lakewood took the fish pledge, and but they're still allowing uh, Connie, they're allowing the California Roll and all these other kind of things. But many in Lakewood do not eat in any of the KCL certified establishments because they know what the standard is. But this Yechidim. The Vada Five Towns took the fish pledge, so they're on the list that's very highly recommended, even though the Hashgach is basically a real Obama style. They have the, the head of the, the Vada Five Towns, a very good orator, but very, very unreliable and kashrus in general. And part of the churban that came out from these fishmongers is, let's address now the, the pre-checked uh, lettuce items in the market. The reliable brands at this time is, you have in Evergreen and Mansi, the ones that have the sticker from Rabari Green, which is a very big mumcha. And the other brands that are reliable is Positive and Kosher Gardens. Positive and Kosher Gardens, which I was there numerous times, are identical products in for from a kashrus standpoint, their standards are identical. The only thing that's different is the packaging is different brands. The positive has the Moshevaya and Rabbi Eckstein and Katz on it, while Kosher Garden has the Moshevaya and the Goldstein. The Goldstein runs the laboratory of positive and Kosher Gardens.
He's a very big mumcha in in Tehran. The experts on the insects is Reb Moshe Vay and uh, David Goldstein. And the other two that are on there, the names appear on the positive brand is not due to their expertise or knowledge infestation, but strictly for distribution purposes. It was a well-known names in the market and this and that, that's what it is. But not as any mumcha, because I don't think anybody really knows anything about um, about infestation would consider those to really be mumcha and the thing. The fact that on kosher garden they don't have their names they didn't feel there was a need for it and you have two big mumchim that are on there the mavakshe kashras this rabaran mavakshe kashras machshile kashras this rabaran and the lake with fishmongers claim falsely that they know and they could tell the difference between their recommended positive brand which includes the names of rabbis Katz and Eckstein who pledge allegiance to the fishmongers while Levaya, if the consultant with Moshe Feinstein and others, does not pledge allegiance to the fishmongers, so by them he's unaccepted and kosher straight across, and that's why you should only buy the positive brand and not the kosher garden brand. It happens to be that the, co- the, the, the kosher garden brand is usually cheaper for marketing purposes, and it's the exact same thing. So they being martial people not to use the kosher garden brand because they have their thing that they want to push only the rabbis Eckstein and rabbi Katz, which are not mumchim in infestation, but that's what I want to push. So no problem being martial cholesterol, they should spend more money and all different kinds of shalom. Sometimes you can't find positive, you can only find kosher garden. They say no. You can't use it. They could tell the difference, and they know the difference. There is no difference. Caviar, they don't even address caviar in that thing, which is very infested, and there's much fraud going on in the caviar market, being that they're really changing around stuff that should be that's not kosher, is being sold as kosher, etc., etc. They never even touch anything about caviar. They don't know. But again, you have to basically take allegiance to that thing. Uh, on a flight from New York to the Far East on Singapore Airlines that I was on, yeah, we left sometime late in the evening, a flight attendant became unconscious. They announced on the loudspeaker, any doctor on board, no response after numerous tries, which is very understandable because doctors are very concerned about being sued, so they usually will not respond. Then, then they asked for any medical personnel on board. As I was an EMT, I responded to the flight attendant. I asked for any history on the person. They said that the attendant was in a restaurant with a friend about 6 o'clock in the evening, and the friend had a very bad bout of diarrhea, and this flight attendant threw up a lot. I said, is there any history of a diabetic? They said, no, no history of diabetic. The pulse was getting weaker, among other uh, medical issues that I realized that's cropping up. We were just an hour out of New York, but the captain refused to turn back. I told them to take the attendant up to the captain's cabin, so if I must start CPR, at least there's a bed, there's a big area over here, uh, uh, between the aisles and everything, you really can't work, etc., etc. So they, they, they took the, the attendant up there. I asked if they had a glucose IV line, and they said they yes, and they brought it to me. At that point, the captain challenged me if I'm qualified to start a line, an IV line, which... Truth of the matter, I was not. I was not qualified. I responded, I'm qualified to tell you that you will not land this plane with this attendant 
alive. I will do whatever I can do in order to save this person's life. But actually, I really had a problem because I was not trained in starting a line and I was not qualified. I asked other flight attendants to ascertain if on fl flight on board, perhaps a retired nurse or anybody that was in the medical profession. And they brought, the, they uh, found the nurse, which was retired for many, many years. You could see she was really an older woman. I asked her if she still remembers how to start a line. She said, no, she doesn't. So I told her to close the door to the captain's cabin. So if anything amiss happens, it'll basically be a situation of I did it, she did it, etc., etc., with the, the door being closed. You know, nobody really knows exactly what happened. After about an hour or so, I saw some life coming back to the to this patient. I told the captain to make an emergency landing in Europe and get the patient to the hospital. We landed in Europe, and they had an ambulance and doctor that came aboard. The doctor looked at the patient and told to the captain, this patient doesn't look that bad. The captain responded, the patient was practically dead, and this person revived the patient. A few weeks later, Baruch Hashem, I received a letter from Singapore Air that the attendant is back at the attendant is back at work with no damage at all to the brain because I started the IV glucose quick enough. My rationale for diagnosing this as being in diabetic shock was the amount of fluid they threw up and the Swedish odor from the mouth. Kol tov and atzlochah.